0: recording welcome to episode 14 of Living the podcast we discuss various topics in the gaming industry and give perspective as a growing company in this episode we're going to be talking about single player games dying and telltale games apparently dying let's start a lot of death a lot of death yeah too much death for what you, else? Joe.
1: There's a lot of eh, death I mean, what?
0: What, Alex?
2: Sorry, I didn't wait for you to answer. He was trying mm-hmm. to plug the game. Yeah. Let's see, fair plug enough. Work. Also, Thanks, you Alex. never introduced us, so yeah.
0: I was. Oh my! See, you already fucking <laughs> derailed the whole thing. What are you
2: Talking about? I'm just
1: a back.
0: <laughs> I say. Hey. I say, hey, Joe, that was too much death for you, huh? He answers.
1: And then Alex was just like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to take this somewhere else.
0: And then I said, and then Alex just jumps in, Hurr, and I go. No, <laughs> we are not I ending say, this
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, what did you say, Alex? That was me introducing okay, me I guys. you guys. Yeah, just.
2: I don't work on your one Dave,
0: so. Good God, you guys fuck with me every time. <laughs> Hi,
1: Dave, I'm Joe.
0: Hey, Joe, how are you, man?
1: Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. How are Good you? Job.
0: How about you, Alex?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm doing all right. You been all right? Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not uh, going to derail you here. <laughs> Uh, How you guys been this week? Hmm.
1: Is What's that going? the topic?
0: Yeah, yeah. That we're just going to do an entire hour of how are how is Alex the um, doing? No, <laughs> you were trying to plug something. No, were you no, I, just, to plug? I
2: wasn't able to think of anything. Uh, honestly, if you want to think about like how my wow. week has been going, it just I'm always busy. That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Same here. You guys been so playing really games this week? Do
2: really think that first player? Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry,
1: single player games are dying or dead. Man, he just—he just ignored you. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, I, it's like
0: he doesn't even hear me. <laughs> I said, "Are you guys playing oh. any games this week?" Hmm.
2: Well, I finished Axiom Verge. I'm gonna start playing Undertale soon. I, I had wanted to play Undertale, but just never got That's around good... to it. Um, What's Undertale?
1: Do you actually not know what Undertale, Undertale is? No,
0: no, seriously,
2: you really what? are like under a rock when it comes I, to I a lot of these things.
0: I, I've been playing PUBG all week. Okay. Okay,
1: you <laughs> well, should be on leave. podcast. <laughs>
0: I mean, i got i got a, I got a story for PUBG, but I'll, I'll let Alex go first. Okay. I mean, geez. look,
1: I'm raising yeah, no, my no, hand. I to haven't heard that story I it yet, but I know that
2: there's a huge fan like, <laughs> base and cult following of it and stuff like that. And it was had a lot of like unique elements mm-hmm. to the yeah. gameplay and a lot of um, choices that you can make that most games wouldn't let you do. And there's tons of characters with bursting with personality, and there's a lot of like pop culture and just. Meme references and things like that in there too, um, and it's got a really just awesome soundtrack, apparently, and uh, yeah, people love it. And it's it's very uh, pixely, like sixteen bit era uh,
1: style. It's a lot of, like Earthbound.
2: Oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah. So, like, was yeah, it like an indie? Game but I mean,
2: it, it got hugely popular hmm. for an
1: indie game. Sweet. Yeah, it blew up.
0: Joe, how about you, man?
1: Um, oh, well, nice. I got Megan Man 11.
0: Oh, yeah? How was that? Uh,
1: I, I'm very bad at it. It's very hard. I think it's hard, but, but I don't want to look at any reviews of it because what well, I'm assuming they're going to be like is you know this is the this is the Mega Man for huh. babies. Well I was like thinking oh, I'm really like, bad at it. The review would be something <laughs> awesome. Mega
2: does Mega Man eleven make up for Mighty Number no.
1: mm, Nine? That's what I wanna know. Mm, that's fair. I think it's I mean I, I haven't had any issues. Well I've had a couple but um, just in terms of controls. But it's a solidly made game I think overall. At least so far. I've had a few like just dead inputs, which have been annoying, but mm, I don't know. And I don't know what's causing them either. But because it's not like frame rate, frame rate's pretty darn solid. Hmm. Um, but that, uh, that's it. That's what I've just been doing this week. But I mean, doing other stuff, but I got that work stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I've just been playing PUBG all week.
1: They, hey, Kit, do you have a story? Maybe? I
0: did. I mean, you guys don't even want to hear it because you guys like hate on PUBG.
1: Well, Plus it deserves fun. it, but let's hear the story. Uh,
0: it, you guys aren't even interested
1: in it, so why the fuck would We're I tell you? Fans. Dude, I'm interested. So,
0: I did, I did this uh, badass thing yeah. here, right? Yeah, <laughs> I got fans, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen is to this it, guy. Is- Oh, dude, well, you I got to put my, my... Uh, merch <clears throat> here.
2: Alex, the Diva TROs here. Uh. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Can we get it uh, personalized? I'll have to check. Yeah, go on with your story. Diva. <clears throat> All right. So I like, story. Uh, long story short, uh, I fucked this guy up. He was, he was going up into one of these, like, little, t- like, airport towers, climbing up the stairs. I, I spotted him. He came back down, grabbed a bunch of shit. He tried shooting me, and all I had was a pistol and a shotgun. Shotgun had, like, four bullets in it. I had my pistol, and he's far away, so I was, you know, trying to shoot him. So I, was, I plugged him, got him down almost all the way, but I ran out of bullets. So I ducked down behind this car and he came trying to find me, he's like, ah, oh, I got this motherfucker, right? He's going to come around the car and get me. I whipped up that fucking shotgun. And Bam! Done. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I had a, a soundboard right now. It'd be great to have, like, little yeah. crickets.
1: Yeah, we'd be uh, we'd be in a ballpark really right now. <laughs> um, you, you so let first. me ask you this, Answering Dave.
2: question first
1: it well mine's longer than that so uh
0: short answer free version uh
1: okay that's it doesn't have it yeah free version does have it so two things one does pubg still only have two maps
0: it has three now and it's actually technically in full release
1: how and how much is that game?
0: It was, I think it was like thirty nine.
1: So it's forty bucks.
0: Yeah, and then I think the full release now is up
1: to sixty. Is it really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um. So what, in your mind, makes you play that over at Fortnite? Um, if you like those style of games, I I feel like Fortnite is just. I like
0: game. I like the style of battleground <laughs> better. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's around. made it's honestly, a, honestly yeah. a fair point, for big fair games. enough. One that most people that don't like Fortnite but do like PUBG would end up making.
1: I still uh, don't think PUBG is worth paying a single dime for. But
0: to give you an accurate answer, it is uh, twenty nine ninety nine uh, as of March twentieth.
1: And ten bucks a map. What deal?
0: Um, but yeah, no, they. I mean, they're big games. Like the the maps are freaking huge.
1: Um, I bet are, those did not take very difference. long to make. Hmm. If if I had to guess, they probably used some sort of hype map yeah. and kind of did it randomly in certain ways.
0: The difference for me between battlegrounds and Fortnite.
1: Is, <laughs> is that one's good
0: <laughs> one is better than the other
1: <laughs>
0: no okay like mechanically Fortnite's a lot better because like i can get into a game real quick like anytime i want to start a game i can get in it and it work- runs just fine
1: do you play on the pc PUBG? no no you play on the xbox i do god that version's even worse it is worse oh jesus i feel um, bad for you
0: I I feel bad for myself, especially because I'm playing on the the OG Xbox, like the OG uh, Xbox One. Mm. The Xbox One X it works a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few times. Xbox One is
1: essentially a toaster. At
0: this point, it is. Uh, I mean, I'll be sitting in like I'll group up with a couple guys, and you know, I'll be sitting in a load screen while they're in. The lobby, like throwing fucking oranges at each other, waiting for the <laughs>
1: game to start. <laughs> what a what a game! Anyways, <laughs> enough about enough about that.
0: I have more to talk about PUBG.
1: I do fuck PUBG.
0: Uh, well, <clears throat> eventually, I'd like to see them put it like a single player
1: story in. It. Speaking eventually, of, I'd like see, eventually, I'd like to see it run well.
0: Speaking of single player games,
1: man, what a Dave way. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I keep some of the stories I keep reading around the internet are like all these clickbaits saying how single player games are dying to multiplayer games, and their examples are like Fallout 4, and then it's going into fallout 76 which is basically a service game we're going to be playing with other people so regardless if you're online or not or want to play with the others they're going to be same thing with division division and division two are going to be the same way or are the same way Mm -hmm. Uh, what are the ones so i just want see what you guys think. Are single player games dying based on the fact everything's going service based?
1: I mean who said that first? EA said it was and obviously they're like the gods of gaming, so they have to be right. Oh yeah. Um, Well they're not. That was sarcastic. They're idiots. (laughs) I
0: was sarcastic too.
1: Well double sarcasm then. (laughs) But um, I think what's changing is how people play games in the end of the day. people Things can still be single player but they can have elements where you are playing together. I don't know if single player itself will ever die but maybe how people approach a single player game mm-hmm. may change um, in certain ways on how to implement it and either having a single player game be playable alone but then have it also be playable with whoever you want Um, is the way I kind of think about it. So you kind of have a choice of how you may want to play a game is the way I think it may go, but I don't think single player itself will die. I think there's just so much invested into it that, and so many things that can be done with it mm-hmm. that are less intensive than a multiplayer game in a lot of ways. Um, Cause there's like, uh, What's that game? Uh, something of Tsunami? That samurai game they showed at E3? Like that, I feel like we'd have issues running online because of how good it looks. They have to take it down a bit. Um, that's just me, though. I don't know if that's a fact or anything. But those are my thoughts on it. Uh, <clears throat> Alex?
2: Oh, um, yeah like this has been going on for quite a long time like even when the original skyrim came out Mm -hmm. like people were like why are they making it a single-player experience because single-player games are you know dead and like the market really kind of fluctuates and changes pretty rapidly um and right now everyone is has a giant hard-on for battle royale, so that could be why there's like an extra surgeance of um, single player games being dead, but I don't I don't think they ever die. I think they just like the way that people play it. Like Joe was saying, changes and the kind of people that are interested in it changes too. But it also really comes down to like if you make a quality experience that people you know want to play, um, and there's always uh streaming. Like you don't have to like play a single player game alone. A lot of people will do it and have like an audience or a potential audience even if they don't have like any viewers.
1: Yeah, I mean after the success of games like Breath of the Wild, God of War, mm-hmm. it's really hard to be like, Oh man, they're dead.
0: Or Spider Man
1: Spider-Man is another
0: good example. I'm looking at stuff right now, and and it's saying that (laughs) Spider-Man is not the fastest-selling Spider-Man game. It's the fastest one ever. Uh, Marvel-branded game ever.
1: I mean, Because it looks fun. Yeah. I think that that game could also... I think that game could also be fun with more people as well, playing with your friends. It's just how you approach it in the end of the day. Because I think it's hard when you make a game that's focused. So, for example, something like Anthem that has a focus on online multiplayer, but you can play it by yourself. But it's probably very difficult and in some ways not doable. In certain situations, if you were by yourself, those are the games that are very hard to market to a single player. But if you do, maybe if you do it the other way, there's some balance in there where either you balance the game, balance the characters, balance something so that you can play it by yourself. Yeah, I mean, Um, I I just it's just how the developer decides to approach it in the end of the day. Well, I think like like any single player experience is going to be a bit
2: more heavily focused on the narrative or the story of the game. Because if it's not, then, yeah, like, I don't see why you couldn't just make it multiplayer and have everybody doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's tricky because, like, um, you know, the whole point of, like, gaming, especially now uh, in this current age is, you know, you make your own stories and if you are trying to create like branching paths in a lot of different directions and creating like a system where people feel like they have a lot of agency on what they do, um, jumping into like, you know, what they've been advertising for red dead, um, redemption too. And yeah, like people in order for them to really like, kind of feel like they, um, have agency over that world even though it's like a more narratively you know focused game there has to be that sort of like i can you know kill whoever i want and have consequences or like decide to um favor or uh make an alliance with certain people and then have like other people being upset with me um and like in the past, that was just not something you could do. And I think that people were just like, well, I wish I could do this so I'm not as interested in the single player games. And that kind of sucks too. Cause I think like moving forward now, like single player games have to be like so much more complex than multiplayer games that it, it almost seems like it's not worth all the effort or the creative juice to be able to make a single player experience when you can just have some kind of crappy or not even crappy, but just mediocre uh, multiplayer experience that pushes you know, microtransactions and um, skins and loot boxes and things like that and just makes tons of money from that. Like, yeah, I mean. It's a business. Um, people are gonna follow the money. So or we have
0: <clears throat> studios like Visceral getting shut down because they screwed up with the uh, loot boxes with
2: uh
0: Battlefront. Make? Battlefront two? Mm. Yeah. See I always get them all mixed up. Like I thought that was Battlefront, DICE, Battleground. Uh, confused.
2: Or Dice was the publisher.
0: Um, I think they worked on it together. Let me, I can fact check that if you want.
1: Uh, it's fine. I mean, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think EA buried that one. It was definitely EA's, like,
2: overextending hand, pushing people to do that. And I mean, as, you know, as someone who grew up loving games and, you know, trying to be a game designer, it really breaks my heart when, like, you know there's so much focus put on like kind of scamming the players and just trying to squeeze out every little penny for like every small upgrade and not really making things, you know, interesting and stuff. And I think that's why, you know, there's going to be two different kinds of single player games. Now I think about it, like there's the big ones that are made by AAA studios. There are things like, um, you know, Red Dead Redemption Two, or I guess um, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Odyssey, and and then mm-hmm. there's going to be all the different like um, indie games that are heavily heavily focused on like a specific story, and people just fall in love with that and with that world because it's there's a lot of passion behind it, but also like um, uh, people just, they they resonate with it. Um, and I'm just thinking a couple of games that I actually really want to play soon would be like Hollow Knight and, and Dead Cells. And both of them are kind of similar and they take a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls and I'm a big fan of that. So, you know, that's a thing too, but. I mean, and we've
0: tried it with Lunarcy, with the the in-app purchases, which in a sense is just pay per upgrade, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Not necessarily a loot box, but it's kind of the same thing. You're buying coins to buy upgrades. Um, Which I think is probably why, I mean, we've all talked about this before, you know, off- outside of a podcast, but I think that's kind of why it didn't take off because
2: there was no need to pay for it. It was poorly designed in terms of like using that as a monetization thing. Uh, Let me just say that um, I don't think a game like that, at least in the way that it was when I saw it um, would ever thrive in any sense. Because of microtransactions right. and things like that.
0: Now, what we could have done was do like cosmetic stuff, which makes more sense to people playing the games. Like,
1: <clears throat>
2: yes, but all those kinds of things, like instead really of, only kind of help and thrive in a multiplayer environment. Because, yes. Like, you can see your own skins, and that's great. But I think that a big pushing point of any of that stuff is so that other people can see your skins. Like, I, I can't remember who the publisher was, um, or the game it was. But I remember they were, like, trying to uh, file a, um, damn it, what's that, patent for their design of setting up the queues in multiplayer matches so that people that have like bought things are linked with people that haven't. And it puts them in a position where the people that are kind of like lesser, um, players, because they haven't put in the money to buy upgrades and things, see these other players and see what they have. So it's like, nudging them to buy it so that they can be on equal footing kind of thing um and i thought it was was that battlefield one
0: battlefield two <clears throat> or battlefield one was they kind of did like the loot box thing but you didn't have to pay for anything yeah. like you I don't the remember in what the game.
2: game was but i know It was, like, one of those. It was, like, Call of Duty or Battlefield.
0: Battlefield 2, or Battlefront 2, definitely had, like, straight-up loot boxes. It's completely random what you get. You can pay for it real money. You can pay for it with the credits you get. But the credits you get versus buying it is completely, excuse me, it's completely, like, It's a joke compared to what you get for when you buy it. Um, And then there's like the whole thing with the heroes. Like you had to get it through a loot box. You had to pay out all this money and credits. It was like, I I think the last I heard, it was like 40,000 credits in order to get it. And it would take you like 40 hours to get that many. Maybe even more. Just to get equal footing with people who paid for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But. Definitely think cosmetics would be definitely, like if it's going to have loot box in it, it's just, it's definitely got to be cosmetic. You can't like expect the players to want to pay for pay for you know pay to win
2: yeah and i mean that's
0: it, basically paying for your skills and not actually
2: being good at a game it's <clears throat> it's a model that i think really kind of started on mobile and because there was so much success on mobile they saw how it could be used in just you know um any game really and like if you wanted to take um lunacy as an example if Lunarcy had some kind of functionality of like, in addition to just the sort of endless runner type aspect of it, if there was like a community for like customizing your ship and sharing it and like being able to see other people's ships and like give them gifts because you bought certain skins of other ships, like that's a thing that mm-hmm. just happens in all of these kinds of mobile games all the time. And that's actually something that people might care about. And they'd be like, you know, they want to be friends with this person because they have a certain ship so they can get those items. So then it just, Or they would just buy that themselves, you know, and, and, it, and by linking with other people, it ends up making it like a stronger community. So then more people end up playing it. And that's kind of like the whole process behind that. And I'm sure there's even like lots of, Mathematical models of of surrounding it, but I just, I don't know anything about that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I know things. I just don't know um, technically how to construct those models and stuff.
0: And then... I'm sure some are going to argue that uh, if you want to move on to the next topic, that, you know, a studio like Telltale Games shutting down is a perfect example of, you know, single-player games dying because that's pretty much all they do is adventure games, point-and-click adventures. And, you know, I... (laughs) I don't think it's people didn't like their games, but I, I don't know.
2: Hey, Dave, did you even read the articles about it?
0: Um, No, not, I didn't read any articles about it. I've, I've been listening to other podcasts about it. But it seems like there's definitely a management issue going on with that.
2: Correct. Like they had plenty of great IPs and they were thriving. But that's the with those IPs, They're
0: licensed. Like they didn't have anything original.
1: Yeah. They had a lot of licenses to do different things. So like,
0: it, it's like if we went out and bought <laughs> a license to do a walking dead game mm-hmm. and instead of yeah. doing Rye reveries, you know, with Edgar Allan Poe, we're doing that (laughs) and then we're owing people money for it. Like a shit ton of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like they just had in, in the last sense is too much. They had so many things going that they weren't. um, And they were trying to get continual series going or keep things continuous because they were episodic or at least some of them were. I don't know everything about them but especially the walking dead game they tried to keep everything upside it just seemed like too much for them sad well
2: it's like when you know how ben wanted to work on like five games at a time and yeah exactly like telltale i don't know how many games they were working on at a time but all of those things you know they have marketing departments for all of them they have um promotional events for all of them they have you know, staff for all of them and everything like that. And if it's all coming from a source, and you're not really like, you know, kind of figuring out prioritizing this or that, and trying to do it all, and not sacrificing any of it, you're gonna mismanage your money. And um, that kind of reminds me of a story I heard um, recently. Uh, Did you guys hear about what happened with uh, Gearbox? No. Okay so um i can't remember the the guy's name but there was a guy that was the assistant to like the president or the ceo of gearbox and you know he was making i think what was it like just only forty thousand a year but he had like access to pretty much everything in the company and he would be you know giving himself gifts and things like that and they oh, wow. didn't discover this until they tried to pay do payroll and realized they didn't have enough money to give everyone like their paychecks for the salary. Um, because this guy had basically embezzled like over $3 million and uh, he he's a con artist or of some kind and he's basically gone now. Like people don't know where he is. He, you know, even his attorney doesn't know where he is. He probably has a different name and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you can, you can look it up after this or I'll just send you a link about it. But like, I, I'm reading it right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very important that you understand when you're in a business, like you need to maintain and watch these things and look at your budget and stuff like that. But I don't, yeah. I don't understand the mentality. I think it's because we're at such like, you know a humble or lower position in terms of like you know development studios that i can't fathom not wanting to like focus on these things and know what's going on and you know really kind of understand because like you know it's it's their money and it, it's being thrown away it's being wasted like i feel like if you're the one that the money is coming from, you'd be really concerned about what's happening with it, and at least in the past, that's why so many like um, shareholders have had such like a tight like grip on what things are going to be put into a game, even when maybe they don't belong and stuff like that, because they're the ones that are paying for it.
0: Sick. Kind of hits close to home because your box is uh, t- maybe twenty minutes north of of where I'm in in Frisco, um, and it's saying in here that uh, it's got his name in here too. This is a article um, from Variety by Stephanie Vogel, basically saying this dude. Was Pitchford's personal assistant. Um, started in 2014, made 45 a year. You know, 45 thousand a year, which is pretty decent money. Like I'd be, I'd love to make that much money right now. I'd, we'd, my family'd be set.
2: Yes, but but <laughs> you gotta understand the position he was in. That's not like that much.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean.
2: As, like, the the assistant to, like, the president or CEO or whatever of a company that's worth that much? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I'd pay him more knowing that he's, like, in charge of, like, personal expenses and stuff. Um,
2: well, yeah, I mean, like, the assistant, um, like, the... You know they're like the person that you go to and you ask okay what am I doing this week and they you know handle your schedules or at least this is what I'm assuming yeah. like you know, does. like like that's a lot of extra work and it's just so that you don't have to think about it this guy and, works and they have seven to do
0: checks worth more than seventy three thousand dollars in uh, Randy Pittsford's uh, wife's name. Yeah, Ooh. he charged stuff to personal American Express accounts. Donated ten thousand dollars to uh, a, a, a nonprofit organization um, for like suicide prevention. Which I pff, cool. But you stole the money to do that? <laughs> like I'm sure if you would have asked the guy, he would have been like, Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good idea. You, go ahead, here's ten grand, do it yourself. Actually, here's twenty. Like, why steal this shit? And I get what you're saying, Alex, like in his position he could be he sh- probably should be making more just to No
2: yeah no I'm not justifying what he did it in, but as any, far as like at, at all but like one thing that really really upsets me is you know having kind of like someone and and the thing that I, I saw it on um, internet today uh, what the hell I saw it on internet today on YouTube and like they had pictures of the guy. And they're kind of, like, making jokes about, like, you know, hey, if you see, like, a douchebag that wants to be your assistant, you know, double check or something. Because, yeah, you look like a complete slime ball, And it's infuriating to think that, like, people like this can just get into such, you know, a position that they could do so much damage. Whereas, like, you know... Hundreds of thousands of honest people that really you know are passionate about game development and things like that can't find work. yeah can't find a job.
0: And then with shit like this happening, hell no, they ain't gonna trust anybody anymore. <laughs> but at, at the same time, like it says in here he's been in, in and out jail on various charges, um, which seem to be pretty much the same thing. Like the same type of charges, uh, felony theft and forgery. Um, But like, why why wouldn't you do a background check on this? Like, like you're gonna give somebody your uh, checkbook. (laughs) You want to make sure these guys are legit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's just that's insane.
2: I mean they do a background check and like
0: yeah you know know, yeah they call your previous employer and say hey should we hire (sighs) him i mean like a deep background check like have them investigated like you know what i mean i don't know i don't know i guess Mm. i guess i just trust people less than others
2: Yeah, trust is something that, you know, has to come with time and has to be kind of of earned, I guess. Because, like, you really shouldn't trust anything at face value. I mean, so many people are just fake versions of themselves all over the place. And it's not, you know, necessarily Mm -hmm. their fault for being that way. There's a lot of things out there in the world that, you know, you kind of just have to pretend so that you can do this or can do that. But in the case of like, you know, managing the funds of a AAA game studio, um, you know, and and just the way that, you know, Telltale like handled things yeah it was really, really shitty. But one thing that I liked as a result from it though, was um, the the people that um, the two hundred or some people that lost their jobs, like other studios were now kind of like having almost an express lane yeah i mean to work for them instead
0: out of all the podcasts i listen to that's like the one thing that like i'm always hearing is when when there's like major layoffs and shit like this goes down like the gaming industry as a as a community are very helpful with each other it's hard as shit to get into it but once you're in and you're and you have like a reputation like working for Telltale or you know, whoever, um people are there to catch you or, or at least try to.
2: Well yeah, because like like you said, it's really hard to get in. And part of that is like mm-hmm. is a merit system thing. So like if you people see that, you know, as like if you actually work for this company, then you're really, really good. So, um, if, if they need someone and you like become available they're you're the one that they're going to want over, like, you know, maybe somebody just fresh out of college or someone who doesn't have any experience or someone who's just been with like an indie game and worked on like, you know, uh, maybe one game or people something. like us. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, But it it makes sense for them, too, because it's like they can already look and and maybe even had experience with what that person had worked on before. So they can already, like, trust their work. So they don't, like, have to, you know, kind of, I guess, take as many risks with a new person. Um, And again, like, that costs money. It costs time, and I feel like time is much more valuable than money. Actually, but at the same time, like it's just it's really shitty when companies do the things.
0: I mean, but that's the thing is like when layoffs happen. Like I get it; it has like sometimes there's just no choice. There's other studios that've closed down and had layoffs, but you know. The people know. Um, There's one called, uh, what was it, like Gazillion or something like that, where they shut down uh, and people were basically told while they're in the office, okay, show up, but you're not working. Like, don't work. If you're going to do anything while you're here, work on your resume. (laughs) (laughs) that's how they knew that's how they told everybody yeah we're shutting down we're gonna lay everybody off and they had gone weeks and I think up to like months of not getting a paycheck while they're working and eventually they're just like okay like we can't ask you to do this anymore so they just they shut down Um, I think it was uh, one of the Marvel games that was out that was like some like MMO type game that they were working on last but like they told their people that this was going to happen so they could prepare for it like telltale didn't they're in the process of hiring people like they were hiring people (laughs) to turn around and tell everybody fuck off
2: right because they're like like we were saying before or like i was saying before about them focusing on like so many different projects. Mm-hmm. It looks like after they laid off so many people, they were like, "Okay, well, maybe we'll just refocus on these ones." Because they were like, "Don't worry, guys, we're gonna finish the Walking Dead," and like you know, a bunch of a bunch of gamers, like we were talking about, you know, um, single player games, were very very excited. But it was good. I think that there was a lot of outcry from everyone like gamers and just indie devs and other devs and like people in the industry and people not in the industry they're just like hey you know what why don't you like take care of these people that you just like threw into um emotional financial like turmoil um and uh
1: you know
0: they're fucked (laughs) like they're just fucked like these like some of them, like they're not even getting severance. Like some of these articles are saying, they're um, they're getting no severance. I've also heard that like they're getting some, and then they're getting like six weeks of like uh inch uh of benefits like insurance and stuff like that. Um, and then some of the other ones say that they're just getting a week. So the like some of them are just kind of all they're all over the place, but essentially they're not getting anything. Right. Hmm. I was trying to find other stuff while you were talking about, um, apparently like there's like one last straw where they were trying to like find one more investor. Um, and then the investor ended up like falling through. Um, but I, I can't really find it anywhere, to like support it. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's kind of honestly a bit old news at this point that companies yeah. do shady shit. Um, and I think it really comes down to people not not just being greedy, but forcing themselves into a corner where they feel like they have to do certain things mm-hmm. and just being, you know, terrible people in general. Like um, when you're talking about, you know, getting seventh pay and stuff like that, Um, I guess, you know, it's a different industry, okay? But when I worked for a a company that was a warehouse company, I was a temp there, and they liked me so much, they, you know, brought me back a couple more times as a temp. And then they, you know, wanted me to become, like, full-time, and they were doing this while knowing that the place was going to um, shut down and they were going to move location soon. And I literally became a um, an employee because of the manager of that particular warehouse, who was a really nice guy, um, like a few days before the announcement. And what that meant is like, if they had, you know, shut down the place and, you know, did all this severance for people that were employees, for the people who were temps, I would have gotten like $200 or something. Um and but since i was an actual employee i got like a full severance thing of like around seven grand but like two and a half of it was uh from cobra or whatever um but yeah i mean still that was probably the most generous and like best company i think i've ever worked for so
0: i i did find uh an article. I, I'm sorry, Joe. It's from IGN. Um, <laughs> no. um but apparently the investor was uh, Lionsgate, and they w- were working. There, I guess their the investment was going to be for 40 million, and they were going to make a uh, something called a super show that would combine uh playable content with like scripted tv content the fuck does that mean but apparently it's supposed to be like live an interactive live thing it would, it would be, be interesting That'd but be
1: interesting.
0: guess we'll never know
1: yeah
0: Well, got anything more to say about shit closing down? I
2: mean, give me enough time. I could definitely talk quite at length, but it would just be nicer if I was a bit more informed about everything going on, which I'm not. So I can only give uh, my outside opinion, which I think is at least a little credible. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, you work for an indie company, and yeah, it totally applies, man. I mean, I don't know, it's kind of scary, though, and, and that's the thing, is like, you know, we're working on a game that's just like what Telltale worked on. It may happen to be a original IP.
2: Yeah, and at a <laughs> much smaller scale, like, you know. Yeah. We have less than a dozen Very people, scale. and you know we won't have like full, um, full cutscene type um, things and a whole lot of that kind of stuff. But uh, I just remembered yeah. also, like they, uh, th- th- this is another thing that I I would never understand, and it happened a long time ago too. Um, is that people like don't update their shit? or try to make things easier or better. Like they're like, okay, if, it, if it's working, if we can make it work and it's still, you know, it takes like four times as long as it should, that's okay. We'll just make the people work harder or something. Um, because there's like so many businesses a while ago, I think that we're still like using like Windows 98 and there was a whole um, breach about all that stuff. But with Telltale in particular, their engine that they use for all of their games, Mm. like, not just The Walking Dead and stuff, can't actually produce, like, physical phenomena. Like, it doesn't have a physics engine in it. So they have to, like, actually script the animations themselves and do it all, like, um, outside of that and then bring it in, which is a bunch of wasted time and that's probably just one of many flaws with the way that their engine works
0: yeah i mean there's they're notorious for not putting any work into their engine as far as like working out you know bugs that just are like uh, certain bugs that just to get past the uh, testing process like uh, I was going to actually mention to you guys earlier was like the save system for I, I want to say Game of Thrones like it was so fucked up it was like deleting people's saves for no reason
2: oh yeah I think I remember hearing about that
0: like how the hell does that happen like how does that make it pass? how does that make it into the box and onto a store shelf. If your save system doesn't work. <laughs> like that's the basic thing with a game like that, with games like that. Or maybe I'm just, uh, am I wrong? Am I being too hard? You're the programmer, am I being a dick about Not it? Not for big
1: company, now? If you've never done it, it's hard. Um, but for a company that's supposed to have experienced people, no. Saving isn't, it's not like the easiest thing you could do, but a lot of things right. also have saving built into it. And I had like for the game we're doing, I do it myself and it was a lot of painful guess and check and hopefully it'll work um, in the end. Yeah. I think it works fine now. But, but
0: you also uh, don't have 10, 20 years experience with other people working with you like
1: yeah, if if that's the bar that's being said, yes, then saving should work. But you see, companies doing that a lot with like animations not working, with stuff glitching in and out, with um, all kinds of stuff happening like that, which should to the average person be unacceptable. But for whatever reason, it's yeah. just overlooked.
0: I I just I I'd like to know why. And. Who like who allowed that to be overlooked? Like
2: <laughs> the
1: guy telling Man. them to release yeah, it tomorrow. There you go.
2: Good point. <laughs> I mean, the, there's plenty of times I think when you know publishers and uh, are pushing to have the developers like just release a game, you know, several months earlier before it should be, um, or even like a year, and. I don't know any instance where that's been a good thing, where that has come out on top. But honestly, the way that business works, it's like, even if everything is just gone to shit, like the three or four people that are making all the decisions usually come out completely fine and on top. And that's why this shit continues to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: They just close it down, make a new name.
2: Well, like this isn't necessarily gaming related, but I had just heard about um, sort of how Toys R Us was going, closing for bankruptcy, and now they're going to be reopening um, after they had already let go of the people that have been working there for years and years and mm-hmm. years. So now they're going to hire more people at just minimum wage, Jesus. and right before like they you know did the bankruptcy stuff like some of the bigger people at the top you know took out whatever i don't understand if it was shares or if it was this or that but i mean they you know got millions even though the company is basically hemorrhaging money like yeah fucked up
0: That's really fucked up. And think they be, like the it? I think that's why. Like they sent
2: it to auction, but they found that the name was more valuable. So they decided to keep it for some reason. I don't know all the details.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can. Looks like I can get stuff on their website. Like it's not telling me now, which is weird.
0: So maybe they just went the Amazon route and closed up all the stores and
1: reopened online. Maybe. Wow, that's uh that's something. That's for sure. Damn.
0: Corporate corruption. Maybe I should rename the podcast as uh as such.
2: I mean, you can. We're probably going to be talking about every single friggin' podcast. But then again, I think most gaming podcasts want to be talking about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll die down. Um, It is hot topic right now, Mm -hmm. and and not even just like the corporate greed at the top, but like you know how our like we had our crunch uh, topic a while back. And, uh, you know, they want to see that go away. Like basically a better working environment for the people working on the games, which
1: would be lovely. Yeah. Game, game industry can be a not great place and it's, and have not a lot of not great people. Throughout all of it not just at the top because there are very good people who are at the top of anywhere but they're also very bad people and then very not great people who treat others badly throughout the company as well
0: i think that it can apply to most companies
1: yep that's pretty much anything Do so. yep. well, you guys want to call it yeah we should probably call it right. yeah i'm good
0: well does anybody watching with thanks for watching uh listen to us talk at each other
2: uh, watching the waveforms uh,
0: thanks for watching our waveforms on the uh screen here actually I've been changing like the uh the text on on the stream the last one I put on there is check out our games at living dot com
2: <laughs> that's my phone ringing <laughs> Is that noise?
0: Well, Alex has got to get off. Yeah. You can find out more about Living the Game, like our games, studios, <laughs> studio updates, and events at live in game.com. And you can support our efforts directly by. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> yourself, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? I'm sitting here trying to speak and stuff.
1: Talk over. Just press end. You don't understand. I'm gonna very very up very like fuck you condition. and hang on.
2: The laptop's on my lap. <laughs> i got my legs across on the ottoman. The phone is um away from me in a bag on the floor. Like, but yeah, you're That's right. Okay. I should have muted myself. i apologize You for for... It's
0: okay. It's okay. It's uh caused <laughs> some drama. I like drama. You can support our efforts directly by by, uh, by backing us on Patreon at www.patreon.com/slash live in the game. Doing so will keep the podcast ad-free so you don't have to hear about cookboxes and underwear subscriptions. Goodbye and good there. night.
2: Bye, Joe.